All right, we are live um, for today's episode of Influence Me, Influence Moi, the podcast uh, for influencers tonight. I'm your host, Hugo Prince. And today, uh, podcast, I have the great pleasure to have uh, Danny Dow, who, who was at the, at the last event, Fashion Influencer, as a panelist. So Danny Dow is a photographer, content creator, a specialist in live fashion photography and videography. He's also the creative director of, uh, of uh, Rogan Define and founder of Regiment of Kin. Hey, Danny, how's it going? I'm good, thank good. you. Um, did I pronounce it well, Rugged and Define? Well, Rugged and uh, RXR, uh, for sure, yeah, yeah. was my, one of my previous company. We kind of parted ways to like okay. focus on all our other stuff, but I rebranded oh. with uh, another team. Okay. We're called the Renaissance Group. Probably might be easier for you to pronounce. Oh, that. the Renaissance Group. Yeah, yeah, it's way more easy for me. So, Danny, um, you were on my other podcast called to the IPO, that was uh, last year. Yes. So we talk about fashion, we talk about, uh, at the time you were working in a suit business? Yes, I was working as a menswear, uh, as a spe measurement specialist yes, yes. and a fabric guy. Good. So just to, uh, for people that are going to be on the live, just let us know if the sound is okay, you can do a thumbs up. We're also on YouTube, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, we, this podcast is going to be available on all our audio platforms. <coughs> so Danny, um, I want to talk because whenever I see you on Instagram, or Insta stories, or even in real life, you always look great. How do you do it, man? Every day I see you like wearing suits and everything. Well. <clears throat> it's mostly about habits. Yeah. So that's the thing I tell about people is that you're not going to wake up one day, say, I want to look good. I'm going to dress up. Okay. It's building slow habits once at a time. Okay. For example, you can be going to wear a shirt all day. Okay. One week, just wear white shirts. One day, just wear pants. Eventually, as you stack up that, you already have all your white shirt, your pants, okay. you have a tie wearing on it. Like, why don't I wear a jacket? And then okay. eventually, just move on and you get different colored suit, different colored pants. And eventually, you know, I got rid of my entire wardrobe okay. and I just had suits. So, so I wake up and the only thing I can wear are suits. <laughs> So how many suits do you have in your, in, in, in your closet? I lost track after 20. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a lot of suits. Yeah, I have a lot and of suits. every day you change the, the, your color <clears throat> suit? You have yes. like a, a schedule of something like that? No, it's really depending on the feel, depending okay. on the mood, uh, what kind of business meeting or okay. kind of meetings I have to attend. Because I'm not going to wear a purple suit to someone's funeral or whatever, something okay. like that. Or I won't show up in like a crazy suit for okay. a business meeting. Yes. So sometimes moderation is best. Okay. But um, I see that you, every day you're wearing a, set, a suit. So even when you eat, you're wearing suits. How do you do it when you eat? Because when you, you're already comfortable with wearing suits. No? Yeah. But people that don't have that, uh, that don't wear that often, they're not really comfortable. How do you, how, can, how do you, what would you give as an advice? So comfort really comes from being, there, I see comfort as two things. Yes. There's kind of physical comfort or emotional comfort yeah. where you feel comfortable in wearing your suit. You're okay. comfortable having people look at you, treat you differently. You know, I get a lot when I wear fancy suits and I walk outside during spring, I see a lot of people turn their heads, mm -hmm. probably think like, who's this rich guy walking down the street? <laughs> okay. So that's 
one thing that plays along is very psychological, mm-hmm. where a lot of people might judge you for what you're wearing. Yeah, that's one kind of comfort. Yes, and the other one is physical, where a lot of guys don't feel comfortable wearing suits because yeah. they're probably too tight. Okay. Where they sit down and then they there something gets stuck down there yeah. and then they have to adjust themselves. They can't do certain movements, and that actually cures itself okay. by having better suits, looser suits, okay. stuff that fits you better, and not more fashion forward. Where it's skin tight, it's super short. It's okay. that in this. So you have to be. Uh, it's a. When, if you wear it every day, <clears throat> you get like used to it. So yeah, you yeah. get used to it, but you kind of build. That sort of tolerance okay. for it, even like in both ways, I wear suits so often that okay. I don't really feel like I have a jacket on my shoulder. Oh, I yeah. kind of feel naked when I don't have a jacket on my <laughs> okay. shoulder. I was like, I need something like some wind to pass uh-huh. through, through me. And in terms of comfort, you know, I slowly built it up. That now my friends, when they don't see me in a suit, yeah. there's like something's wrong with that. Okay. Like he's okay. not wearing a suit today. Uh, how long did it, did it take you to build that habit? I guess I'd say like a few months to a year, or maybe two years. Sometimes even till this day, I'm still building hab- more habits to go with suits. Like okay. we have like some bad habits that can't go away very easily. Yes. So we try to build more and more habits, and that's yeah. what I'm trying to build even more habits to have. You know, bringing my suits to the dry cleaner. Yeah. Yes. Uh, pressing my suit, stuff like that, okay. that I still don't do till this day because But takes, I forget. It takes time to really um, to prepare your clothes. Does it take time? Not really. Not really. I, everything's set up already. I just grab a white shirt, iron. I wear my suit, do my tie. Okay. Put my actually, I wear the same pocket square all the time. So mm, okay, just put the handkerchief in, and then yeah. we're done. Leave the house. So do you have any, do you have any pressure to always uh, uh, look good? Because every day your friends see you as a, in a suit, so you have like a pressure. Every day I have to wear a suit and look good, or it's not on your mind. No, actually, it's not really on my mind. Okay, it's more for me. Okay, like I like that feeling when I dress up, look at myself in the mirror. It's like, oh, okay, that's a cool outfit. Okay, it's more psychological. You know, I. Some people, for example, yeah. they love to wear makeup. Yeah. They love to do their hair. Some people like to put a special perfume to make them look to make them feel good about themselves. Okay. For me, just wearing a suit makes me feel great about okay. myself, and that's why I wear it every day. It's not to impress people per se. For it's you. just for me. Okay, and <clears throat> so I look at your Instagram because uh, I went all the way down and and I saw that you. Because you were also working in suit companies from a long time, mm-hmm. you know that's how you build this habit. Yes. So fashion was something that was meaningful for you since you were like younger. Actually, no. Fashion grew slowly and steady. Okay. I was never really into fashion. Yeah. It was more of a how I saw fashion was in two facet. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The first one was because I used to be a. To be a dancer, yes. So I watched all these hip hop choreographers and all these K-pop stars and okay. celebrity dancers, and they were wearing cool stuff. I was like, I want to dress like I that. I saw some videos on YouTube, by <laughs> the way, about you dancing. <laughs> and then um, the other side was more on the suit part. That was more streetwear mm-hmm. and more on the suited part. That's back then I was dressing 
baggy pants, baggy skater pants, shoes, yes. X large t-shirt uh-huh. that goes down under my butt. <laughs> yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I have like wow. some, some gross pictures I want to like erase from my mind. Okay. But then I landed on <clears throat> uh, Suits and suits. Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Those became like my favorite two kind of shows slash okay. movies in terms of suit. Ah, yes. And I slowly built my wardrobe back from there uh-huh. and I started learning more and more because I was, it was such an intriguing world okay. to learn. And eventually I got to a point where I am. So always learning. Did you decide to work like in a, in a suit company just to learn? What? Just to learn how to, <clears throat> the, the, you know, the tricks and everything? Yeah, actually there's a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, reasons why I worked at a suit company yeah. mainly just to learn more also the fact that I loved it okay so I was like why not work someplace if you like candy why not work at a candy shop but yes. then I realized that there's some pros or some cons to it eventually it wasn't for me uh-huh. so I wasn't working there anymore okay but I still have that passion for suits yeah because you are a suit, suit consultant also yes. because I saw that you're You gave yourself the goal to help as many men and women feel comfortable in the clothing. Yes. And what did you decide to, uh, what was, why is that goal? Well, it's actually funny because it was mostly me dressing up back then. Yeah. And as I started learning more and more, I saw some of my friends struggle. I said, yeah, you should probably wear this with that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's smart. Why? And then I would explain to them, it's like, that's actually pretty cool. Why don't you work on a blog or stuff like that okay. and eventually as I start doing more menswear blogs I started helping out more people in terms of their wardrobe like Danny you're you're amazing like okay. I love like, your 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 things and deep down like wearing a suit makes me feel good about myself yes. but I realized that helping other people get better made me feel even better even better so It was kind of that way where I just kept on moving. I tried helping everyone as much as I could, okay. even in terms of photography, videos, uh, suits, stuff like that. Everything I really wanted to help people out. Do you also uh, help women with their clothes? Yes, yeah. I do a bit. A bit. But women has a different morphology compared okay. to men. Yes. So a lot of their things is a lot more different. Like the theory of men will not apply to women. Yeah. So that's why I try to stay away a bit from women, yeah. let people actually know their stuff, do okay. it. But I do know a bit about the women's world to kind of give advice. But okay. to be honest, girls nowadays, they can wear anything and look good. Guys, <laughs> a bit on the iffy side. Okay, all right. <laughs> so um, when you said you start your blog, that was a writing blog on the internet, on like a website? Yeah, it was a written blog. Right. Okay. So I started writing menswear articles and stuff like that. But it was really funny because I was writing 2,000 words essay okay. on those articles and I had some friends like, yeah, I really like reading your posts, but they're too long too and long, I can't yeah. go down through 2,000 words. What platform did you use to post? Uh, I used to put it on, I think it was Blogger, uh-huh. if I remember well. And then I switched to WordPress and then I just ended up stop writing on my blog. Yeah, yeah, because I was looking, I was trying to find your blog just to like read but I couldn't find it so mm. I think they're, they're not online anymore yes exactly I decided to move on to other things mm-hmm. and you know I might as well just use my hosting to host my photography portfolio okay which is still not up <laughs> <laughs> so what time what, 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 what time was it that you started your own blog like in 2000 
It was probably two, 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 three years ago. 2016. 2016. Like around three, four years ago. Okay. I'd say no, no, no. Three, definitely three years, three years ago. Three years ago, I, so you start, you decide to start blogging, and did you catch a lot of attention? Well, your friends did. They, yeah, they, they, they were sharing yeah. my articles a lot. Actually, okay. I, I looked at the views. I was for someone who barely knows SEO and how to brand himself. Yeah. Back in the days, I was getting like hundreds of views on okay. my articles, which was like really interesting. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, for anyone that want to start a blog right now in 2019, 2020, <clears throat> any rec recommendations that would you give them? I think it's more harder than 2016. Yes. Uh, everything's a lot more harder than yeah, back then. It is. It's just market's very oversaturated. Okay. What I tell people is if you want to start your blog, it's something people don't want to read too much, mm -hmm. but they still want to get information. So, there's either two ways of thinking about it is if you're gonna write a lot on very specific things, try to aim for a niche market. Okay. So if you wanna talk about making ice cream with butter. Yes. So you're gonna go in detail because people who wanna make ice cream with butter are gonna look up that yeah, article. Yeah, it's, it's niche. It's very yeah, niche, yeah. Exactly. Meanwhile, if you wanna cater to a broader audience, yeah. so women's wear in general, it's better to write these small articles that are like top 10 pieces, top 10 this, top 10 yes. fashion advices, okay. quick fashion advices, quick tips, stuff like that. So people can skim through it. Yeah. And that makes the content a lot more shareable. Yeah, with the SEO and everything. Yeah, SEO with everything. Yeah. I don't know much about SEO. My social media girl knows a lot more about okay. that. So yeah. So. Do you, do you recommend to people to post on Facebook, their blogs? You can just uh, <coughs> write your blog on Facebook and post it directly. Is that a good idea? That's an interesting idea I've never actually thought of. Okay. But I think it might be useful. <coughs> I think <coughs> what's actually probably better yeah. is not to write it in writing, but actually make a, probably a small video about a it and video. post. Okay. Because those small videos, and that's why you have all these small companies like those food companies that make like the small cooking tips. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those ones, that's why they go viral because they're like, hey, five life hacks. And then they make like a two, 30 second video. And okay. then people are like tag their friends. Like, hey, read, look at this, look at that. Okay. But if you tag your friend in a long post, like, yes, people will read, but they kind of get tired like yeah. throughout the end. And I see that very prominent on, for example, posts that are very emotional. Yes. And they have like 20 paragraphs long. Uh, like I want to read everything, but I get tired after like 50. But you will start reading it, but at some point you will get to Yeah, I get, I was like, never mind. I'm but just, your attention will go to the writing and then at some point you get too long. Just because it's too long, you stop. Exactly. Okay. But if you want to do these quick tips, it's better in video form on YouTube because just the attention span of people is like goldfishes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, when I look at your Instagram, you almost like, um, your Instagram account is a Dapper Cult. Mm -hmm. What does it mean, dap Dapper Cult? So, never asked so Dapper yeah. is basically an adjective you give to a man that is well-groomed and well-dressed. Okay. So that's why if you look in the menswear world, a lot of people have Dapper. For example, Dapper Dan, that's one guy who's popular. Okay. There's one Dapper Street. Okay. There's so many guys that has that. It's just 
basically a word for like a very groomed, very well, very well dressed man. Okay. And cards was actually a nickname my friends gave me in the dance studio because I was while I was dancing. Yeah. And we were stretching. I'd always take out a pack of cards and just like do cardistry and just practice like finger dexterity. Okay. And then we were about to give each other names. Yeah. Then they said, "You're this, you're that," and then they all looked at me like, "Yeah, cards suits you." Like, okay, and then it stuck with me ever since. Okay, ever since six years ago or something like that. So your friends gave you that nickname. Yeah, that nickname, and then it stuck with me because it's something that represents. And on most of my shirts have like a a spade. When did you my... decide to make this spade your trademark? Sorry. <laughs> When did you decide to make it your trademark? Actually, because you use it a lot. Yeah, I, actually, it was when I was working at the suit shop. Yeah, I was. I used to put the DD okay. as my initials. Yes. And then I said, you know, everyone puts their initials. Can I do something special? And I saw one of my coworkers. He put like a symbol or something like that. Okay. And then I messaged the maker. I was like, Hi, is it possible to have like any symbol? And it's like, Yeah, as long as it's simple. Okay. It's like, Can you do this? And then I sent the spade. Yeah. They're like. Yeah, we could do that. So But it's gonna be one centimeter by. Uh, it's gonna be one inch by one inch. Okay. So it was like this big. All right. And then I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I sent them. I got the shirt back. I loved it so much that I really made the spade my signature. So you have like a, you can put it on the on, on your, the cuff on the yeah. cuff. Yes, exactly. Okay, so use that as a trademark. Like yes, a, exactly, and okay. it's very. It's very flashy it's when very you flashy. put your elbow on the table and then you just see like you a see, spade. I just see it like the spade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People ask you about it. A lot of people ask me okay. about it. And okay. They're like, wow, that's so different. I've never seen that. And when people look at you, so because you also do business stuff, uh, we will talk about it uh, a little bit later. <clears throat> when people, you arrive in a meeting, you, you go to meet somebody, uh, do you think like first impression matter? The f first yeah. impression always matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I tell people. And that's why I dress up. Yes, because mm -hmm. it makes me feel better about myself. But then I always say, I always tell people, and I can't remember where that quote's from. It's from a lady. Okay. But it's dressed the way you want to be addressed. Ah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you always have to be look looking your A game. Yeah. Because people will treat you a lot differently. If you walk into a corporate meeting with sweatpants, mm -hmm. and you walk into a corporate <laughs> meeting with a suit, there are two yeah, different looks. Yeah, two different looks. Uh, People might say it's materialistic or not, but like, it's human nature. Like yeah, yeah. you can't tell people stop judging people for wearing sweatpants. They're still gonna judge people yeah, regardless. But yeah, as long as it make you feel good, also. You yeah, know? exactly. And do you, do you get a lot of compliments? Oh yeah, I get compliments all the time. A lot, a lot of time. Yeah, I get. Uh, I get stopped on the street a lot. Like some people, I love your suit. I love that style. I love this, and. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's sometimes it's overwhelming. Yeah. You don't know how to react. Yeah, Someone yeah. just stops you. Hey, I love everything about <laughs> this. It's like, uh, thanks. <laughs> people you don't know, they come to you. Like, yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, hey. Like some people do appreciate people who are well dressed, especially once since we're in Montreal. Yeah, there's not that big of a fashion community ish. Yeah. Okay, so. It's totally different than Toronto or New York, where there's a big. You walk by Soho, you see some guys, yes, some new trend. Or, yeah, or, or like or New dress. York, you just walk by Dundas and yeah. you see like some well-dressed people. But here, it's just we have opposites. We have 
extravagant people yeah. and then we have crocs with socks uh so there's no middle yeah of, there's uh, no really all right. middle ground ish okay but uh what i like about you is you dress well and you sh on your instagram all your pictures is about you mm -hmm. and and your clothes and everything because if you if you go down to his instagram the first pictures you have it was only your um, your clothes yeah it was only half of only it half, yeah yeah and then you decide to start um, showing your face and yeah. everything. And I remember you told me in the last podcast, that's when people start getting, follow you on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you think so? Is I think they just wanted to associate a face, a face to like the chest. Okay. And it builds curiosity. There's this one guy. Mm -hmm. It depends on what type of person you are. If you are the type of person that just want to help people and just post like outfit inspiration, yeah. you don't really need a face. Okay. But... Since for me, I'm more of a photographer and more of a menswear guy, and I want to be kind of known as that. Yeah. Just start to post a face, and people could associate that face. Like, oh, actually, I know that guy. And you start posting around 2015 <clears throat> on Instagram. Around, yeah. Around. It's like three, four years ago. Oh my God, it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> because now you have like almost 8,000 followers. Yes, 7,700. Yeah. 7,700. And was it more easy before to get followers when you start posting in 2015, 2016? To get followers. Was it more easy? Well, I would say not really. Not really. But then again, I have to take account of the fact that if I took what I knew now yeah. and I applied in 2015, maybe it would have been easier. Okay. But back then, it was like still a slow grind. It was going out, meeting with other bloggers. Okay and kind of talking with them have them follow you you follow them back and then eventually they shout out on your story okay. and then you get like so remember the days where shouting out someone on your story would get people so many followers oh yeah yeah you used to take out the phone and you do some uh, shout outs yeah and did you use a lot of hashtags back then yes but it was mostly hashtag about everything and nothing okay <laughs> it's just like it's back then how I, I did hashtag was that I took suit yeah. I threw it in a in a synonym dictionary and I just took every, <laughs> okay. the first 20 words all right. <laughs> so you know, all, all with clothing suits yeah, yeah exactly so wear. it was not it wasn't focused okay and I also if I look at your Instagram because I, I, I took a look uh, I just want to say congrats because all your pictures look great for oh, you oh thank you, you. I appreciate they it they look as great as you look for real but um, in the beginning all your pictures look white you know there were a lot of lights <clears throat> and now when you go you go and see your pictures they're all dark yeah when did you decide to change what what is why dark what, what makes it so special well it was more by convenience okay because the problem with shooting a lot of white is the fact that you have to find something white okay yeah. you can't make blue white you can't make gray white you can't make red white okay you have to overexpose but by overexposing you induce this kind of like fake feeling in the photos as yeah. if someone just passed around uh, it looks like you shot and the sun was hitting you from behind yeah. it's really weird feeling but it was so hard to find a white wall or a white table or something like that and i would spend like hours just trying to desaturate around the plate 
and make sure that everything's bright and then they just made it look like the picture is empty and fake and I just didn't like the feel. So I started shooting with some clients um, for food and I realized a lot of my clients have dark tables. Ah, yes. So then I was shooting a lot more food and a lot more dark places and eventually as it went on with life, I got to a point where I started shooting pictures not in the morning, but in the afternoon. In the afternoon. When the sun was like starting to set. Yeah. So it was very dark. Okay. Or when I would shoot somewhere, I just preferred dark areas. So I started incorporating all of that. And you could see like the transition where it goes white. And then I discovered a new, uh, and then I got my, um, how'd you call that? Filter or not filter. It's a preset. Okay. I got my preset. And then from there, you can realize that some pictures are blue, orange, blue, orange, blue, orange, blue. Okay. So food would be orange. Pictures of me would be more blue. Okay. And then eventually, as I went on, I was like, I can't do that orange theme. It's too crazy on the eyes. Yeah. So the food also turned dark. And now... Even it was dark back then, but now it's like complete darkness. Yeah, so yeah, now I, I got like my actual lights, my strobes that I can shoot food with. So I'm basically shooting in the darkness and I specialize in that. Uh, yeah. So you spend less time <clears throat> on editing because it's darker? Yeah, just darker. It's just really easy to edit more. Uh, talking about that, uh, just to say we are on live with uh, Danny Dao. Uh, for our monthly podcast if there is anyone on the live you can always uh, ask questions we will answer if not uh, you can always rewatch the live after uh, later on so talking about uh, photography how much time did you spend on, on editing your pictures how, how long does it take because you put a lot of effort like there's a lot of pictures that i see they, they look great how much time do you put on it uh ranging from two to two minutes to an hour. <laughs> okay, okay. Generally, my pictures, I try to make it so that everything's already shot. Yes. Like 80% of the picture is done yeah. in camera. So when I put it in post, it's just contrast, exposure, fix a bit of the color, done. Okay, so you you <clears throat> do some edit, you, you take your pictures with your camera or your Yes, phone. my camera. Your camera. Then you go on your uh, Photoshop. Lightroom, yeah. And, yeah, Lightroom, and then you edit it a little bit. Yes, just I touch up a few things and do all the uh, all the color isolations, yes. all the uh, color corrections, color grading, stuff like that. And then you send it to your phone, and then your phone do you use like the Instagram? Uh, yes, I I post it directly on my phone. You don't change that. That's, that's oh, that's actually it. no, I edit a bit on Instagram. I mean, okay, okay. I just the thing it depends because my screen's very bright my phone's uh, okay yeah yeah so sometimes i put the picture on and then i look at my phones like the picture's a bit too bright so i just lower it down i do minor adjustment because um, if you do exterior what i figured out is if you do exterior changes yeah. so like you edit on photoshop vesco whatever and then you try to bring it on instagram it doesn't respond well with instagram uh, so instagram responds well with instagram stuff yes instagram so stuff. finally for the final stuff you just fix up a bit of the picture and then i add a bit of structure and sharpness just to make that photo really crisp yeah and then i post it and people always ask me like how are your pictures so crisp i just add like the sharpness on instagram okay yeah so you think people should use the the filters and the stuff on instagram not the, the filters no. but just minor retouching minor fashion after you finish editing your picture better on instagram so what do you think about quality and quantity because <clears throat> let's say i from my example i take a picture and i post it directly i don't really like to 
I don't play with the the colors and everything, the mm -hmm. constructs. But would you say it, it should at least have a little bit of a little bit of a, a work on it? Yes, definitely. You okay. Put a because your goal is to make yourself different from yeah. most people, and I find that there's like a fine balance between not enough editing and post and too much processing. Okay. So people who post who process too much, you just see like their skin tones are washed out. The shadows doesn't look realistic. The blacks don't look realistic anymore. Yeah. But then there's under process where you know. It, there's not enough contrast. The brightness is not there. Yeah. It's it's just a little tweak. So you have to walk that fine line between too much editing and not enough editing. So you have to at least play with the... Yeah, you have to play. Point. And it's just a question of looking at your picture at the end of the day and yeah. saying, does this kind of look real? Okay, cool. Okay. All right. But also, uh, what I like about you, when I go and see your pictures, you post funny cap captions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there, like uh, a dinner with my left hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, it's because you, do you want to like, just post and you try to uh, just have like a, a small caption, or you, you think about it just to entertain people? Well, I entertain people, but most of my captions, I come up when I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I get, I get light bulbs moment at times, yeah. and I kind of just want to make, I, real, I actually remember that moment when I first started posting these kinds of captions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I love humor. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of guy that never takes anything too seriously in life. Okay. So sometimes it offends people, but I just like to laugh in life. Yes. And I remember I was just posting some simple, you know, one-liner caption, yeah. basic caption that all the menswear, all the Instagram people does. Uh -huh. so, like you post something orange and it'd be like 50 shades of orange, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. And then my friend just messaged me. He's like, bro, your captions are kind of like so boring. Uh, somebody say that? Yeah, no, no, he's, uh, he's my best friend. <laughs> oh, he, best friend. He keeps it real with me. That's okay. why I like him. He was like, bro, your captions, you have to change them. I'll say, mm -hmm. all right, so what do I do? And it's like, I don't know, you're funny, think of something. And then I slowly posted about like, I started testing the waters by yeah, posting yeah. a bit of funny stuff and people reacted well until I went, okay, let's go all out. And so I started posting a lot more self-deprecating humor yeah, yeah. and people respond so well to that. And okay. they, they love me. They call me the caption king, apparently. Yeah, they, I, I saw the comments, they, they, they comment the caption most of the time. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even think they comment the picture. They just, they just love the, the humor the behind yeah. the caption. <laughs> and also the fact that I'm always, I'm wearing suits almost 70, 80% of the time. Yes. And I don't want people to have that vision where suit people have to be uptight, serious, yeah. stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, we can have fun. Yeah, we, I'm yeah, just wearing definitely. a suit because it makes me feel better, but I don't have to be, you know, super uptight, think I'm better than everyone. Like, look, we're all human beings. Yeah. I have self-deprecating humor. Yeah. And I'm just like every human else. You don't want to be taken too seriously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, for me, Instagram's fun. It's fun. So you post your pictures. So what do you, what do you, you post because you want to build brand or do you post because you want to get people, clients to, to you? What do you post exactly? Uh, it's a lot of like everything mm -hmm. where 
on one side, I want to build like my brand image. Yeah. On the other side, I just want to showcase like my outfit, my stuff like that. Because I have a lot of followers who yeah. follows me constantly and are excited to see like what kind of outfit I have, even though I wear the same like four suits all the time nowadays. <laughs> okay. And uh, the other side is just trying to post pictures to make people realize that I'm still alive. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of with the algorithm nowadays you get lost very easily so yeah. when you post a picture people are like oh i wonder what danny has been these few days yeah, and then yeah, I post yeah. a picture. I like, okay he's still alive never mind uh but yeah mostly building brand trying to keep up with people mm-hmm. showcasing my stuff for me it's more fun fun yes it's really fun to have a picture and then come up, edit it, make it look nice for the feed put a nice caption nice funny caption funny caption yeah and just make people feel have a good laugh after they looked at the picture. Yes, and is your business is your account business or just a normal one? It's a creator account. Creator account, so yeah. you can get your stats. And I can get all my analytics. Yeah. Do you, do you recommend uh, to uh, content creators to have like a creator account? Definitely, it's Definitely. so much better. One thing that I've realized too about the creator account is yeah. that you have two inboxes. Oh, yeah, they're your primary in general. General, yeah. exactly. So I put like, I put all business stuff in general and then all the non-relevant stuff in the, uh, no, I put everything in primary and then yeah. all the useless stuff yeah, I in, start, general. in general. Yeah. So you have business and friends and primary. Yeah, exactly, because I get spam all the time with people saying like, hey, can I have a free shoot? And I was like, no, oh, general. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you respond to that? You get a lot of spams about uh, what, uh, they want to have free shots? And, uh, yeah, free they see pictures. a photographer, they're like, hey, can I book you for a photo shoot? I was like, hi, sorry, I just focus on food and mm. products because uh-huh. I don't like people so I, I <laughs> don't like people uh, no I've, I've <laughs> had my fair share of people okay. so now I'm like always drinking alone I'm always eating alone mm-hmm. so you get you get those pants and you just say I don't I, unfortunately I don't, I don't do that don't or I give them a ridiculous price and if they say yes to it at least I make a lot of money <laughs> what type of price do you give them like I mean you can say something ridiculous uh-huh. like I charge $600 for like an hour shoot and yeah. some people say yes? No, not really. Most people <laughs> okay. <will> say no. <laughs> You're like, okay. I, uh, I was like, okay, now I'm forced to do it. <laughs> okay, so what type, What other spam do you get? Like any uh, hate stuff? No, I never got really any hate. No? Do I have any hate? Like any guy, that, oh, this guy wears suits every day. He's too serious. No, no I don't really get hate, to no. be honest. It's... I don't... No, I don't think I've ever gotten any hate. That's good. No. I think I've had one time where I wore something uh-huh. and then someone tried, someone, comp- oh yeah, that's I think the only time I got oh, yeah, hit. Go ahead. It's, uh, I posted a picture and then, and then he, this guy comes like, wow, that is so gay. <laughs> okay, then you should comment some people that, uh, yeah, that have then, anything else to say. And to be honest, like. I love to roast people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then I just replied, wow, your son must be really proud of your homophobic ass. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because he had like a profile picture with his son. And, and what did he say? No, nah, he didn't respond. Of course not. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when you deal with hate, I think you... Yeah, to you, be honest, I don't really take hate too seriously. Yeah, that's it. The In my mind, I find that 
hate comes in two fashion. Yeah. One because they're jealous of you. Yeah. Or two because you're actually a dick or an ass or someone yeah. like that. Yeah. And I'm at you know people who are nice to everyone. Yes. They don't get. They don't get hate. Okay. It's you're just nice to people, and then people who are successful. You know, you take any entrepreneurs out yes. there. You take any uh, really successful celebrities. They don't walk around. Oh, look at this person. Look at that person because they're too busy yeah, focusing too on busy. themselves. Yes. So the only people who have time to hate on you is because they have nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. Yeah. Or they kind of envy your okay. life. It's like, oh, I could be doing this, but I'm doing that instead. Do you recommend to people that are watching and listening to the podcast to block people that have, that send them hate and spam or just respond to them? Uh, I feel just like the way I like to think of it is just kill them with kindness. Mm -hmm. You can't really fire back at someone who's nice to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, your outfit's ugly. Oh, thanks for the input. So, so yeah, it's yeah. just kill them with kindness. It's saying... For example, someone's like, your, ugly, your face is ugly. Yeah. Like, well, I can't really change it. It's my face, but thanks for the input. Yeah. And then the person can't fire back. It's like, well, your, your outfit's crap. They can't really do anything because you're just like, all right, thanks for your input. I have nothing else to say. Yeah. So it's always killed them with kindness. I'm always up to... My thoughts is very simple with people who send hate. I like to make everyone accountable for their actions. Yeah. So I don't really delete stuff. You don't delete? You, no. Yeah. Because if someone says something really dumb, other people who do not agree will come and defend me for my place. I don't have to defend myself. Okay. And it makes a person look more of a fool if I leave the comment. Yes. Instead of leave a hateful comment and then I delete it and then it's like, oh, look at him. He can't take an opinion, yeah, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And it gives them more ammunition against you. So then we come back again and try to uh, put more hate because... Exactly. Yeah. You're just putting, adding fuel to the fire. And in terms of blocking, I don't really have any problem with anyone. Yeah. I don't never block people. The only times I block people, the only times I report people is when I get the spam... Uh, booty call kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah, DMs that. where yeah, like hey like you you're hot do you want to hook up <laughs> I was like you're definitely going to record my private parts and send them on the internet so no <laughs> <laughs> does that happen to you like uh, some girls uh, uh, DM you so they want to date you or something like that I got like girls hitting on me oh, on yeah? DMs and I get guys also hitting on me <laughs> on DMs <laughs> How do you respond to the guys, especially? Um, okay. I was like, thank you. Sorry, I'm not interested. I'm straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of people. It's just like, I think I've had this message about this one person that wanted to give me like a happy ending massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really funny, that was a funny experience. I was like, no, I, I, I'll turn down your, your offer. A happy ending massage. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a erotic massage thingy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I wasn't interested. Definitely not interested. All right, wow. So you get those, those kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, in terms of your following, you can see your stats. Um, do you have more girls following you or because of I fashion? I think from what I remember, it's like 60% girls, 30% guys. Okay. From Which is surprising. Yeah, which is surprising because... I'm more in suits. Yeah. So what do, you, what do girls... They, they, what do you think girls follow you because of the way you look or 
Probably because of the face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the funny captions, maybe? Yeah, probably the funny captions. Yeah, definitely yeah, the yeah. funny captions. Right. I don't know. I, was, <clears throat> I, get, <clears throat> I guess probably girls just follow because they appreciate a guy in a suit yeah. or they want to show their boyfriends. Uh, oh, this guy, look that at this guy. guy yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. In terms of business, because you you do content creation and you're doing a great job, by the way, um, does does your <coughs> do you get a lot of business deals because of your your Instagram page? Do you get like oh I saw you on Instagram and then I, I want to work with you. You look great as a as a suit suit, suit consultant. Yeah, actually, as a, I've had a bunch of people contacting me to train their staff mm -hmm. in terms of suiting. Yeah. And it was, it's pretty fun having recognition for what you do. Yeah. But in general, I just help some individual people yeah. choose their wardrobe. Like, hey, I saw you do suits. Yeah. Can you give me some advice? I do mostly online, online? stuff yes. where people send me questions. I, I'm glad to answer them. And I love answering questions. Sometimes I just find some questions are so simple. Oh, uh, yeah? But then... What type of question do people ask you? Well, some questions are simple for me, but then for them, it's, it's eye-opening. Like where, <clears throat> for example, I would say wear a double-breasted suit because it makes yourself look bigger. Oh, okay. Especially for skinny guys. Okay. And then the person's like, oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, two rolls of button makes you, makes you look wider. Okay, you know what? I, I guess it wasn't that obvious. Okay. All right. Um, but also you do photography, so yes. do you decide to start anything because uh, of, of social media or that was something that you, <clears throat> was a passion for you? I actually started photography before Instagram. Okay. I picked up a camera because I was bored. Okay. I get bored really quickly, so I pick up habits and I started filming videos of uh, me dancing back in the days, had a little... Yeah, yeah, Canon yeah. point and shoot that was so cute. Uh, yeah, it was like four megapixels. Can shoot up to like three hundred sixty p. Okay, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it was really fun doing that. And eventually, uh, for my birthday, my dad, I was thinking of two cameras: either going full video and yeah. buying myself a GoPro. I yeah. think it was a Hero Three. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a Hero Two or a Hero Three. That was back in the day. Back in the days, like eight years ago. Oh, okay, years ago. Okay, wow. Yeah, and then. Or buy myself a T4i from Canon. Okay. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, I can take photos and videos with the Canon, but I can take nice video with the GoPro. Yeah. But I can't take photos with the GoPro. I can take snapshots. Yeah. And I was just looking at stuff. Finally, I decided to go with the Canon. Then I learned photography all there. Spent all my days looking at YouTube tutorials. Yes. And figuring out what, how to use a camera. How to use a camera. Uh, now you have some uh, editing skills. Um, do you think people should uh, learn how to edit or just hire somebody else to do it? Definitely learn. If you can do something, definitely do it yourself. Okay. Anything that doesn't require an X amount of like a crazy learning curve, yeah. you should learn it. Like I'm not saying you should never operate on yourself. But anything like editing, basic accounting, just learn it and do it yourself. Anything that's more advanced, maybe leave it for the pros to do it. Yeah, yeah. 
and pay someone, especially if you're on a tight budget, because yeah. you can take that budget and throw it at something else okay. that you don't know. So instead of paying someone to edit, maybe you learn how to edit and then pay an SEO expert to help you with your website. Mm, okay, so invest your money in the good place. Exactly, just put more money into other more important places. But if you're not good, then you have to decide. You have to know yourself. So yeah, exactly. But it's not too complicated. Okay, and and there's so many cool people out there that can help out. For example, editing pictures. Yeah. You can just say, "Hey, I'm trying to learn how to edit pictures." Is this a good edit? And then just a, the most simple photographer will be like, "Well, it's a good edit. I think you can fix this and that." And okay. then why? And they're gonna explain to you why. It's like, oh, so that's what this function does. Okay. And as you build on, you can just next time you edit a photo and you have that problem. Oh, so that's what this slider does. So you ask people around you. Yeah, you just ask people around. Everyone's gonna be glad to help you out. I mean, that's the least they can do. But most of the the influencers you know, content creators, do they know how to edit? Oh yeah, most people know how to edit. Most okay. people can't take a photo, like if even if you pointed a gun at their head, huh. but they can edit the <laughs> hell out of a picture. Oh, I yeah? I I've seen like crazy stuff from people who don't understand how a camera works, but yeah, they can edit. They can edit better than me. <laughs> how many? When you take a picture, how many shots did you do? Is it one shot? I. And generally, it's more along the line of taking a bunch, and then I look through. I was like, "Oh, I like this pose. Yeah. So let's redo a bunch in that pose in okay. different angles." All right. I'd say to get the good picture within, it ranges from thirty pictures. Ah, uh, yeah, thirty. It might be the highest end. The higher end might be like thirty, forty pictures, but sometimes with my friend, I just. Give give the camera to my friend. Okay. He takes three pictures. I love this one. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you just. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm just. I just don't care anymore. Okay. And also, yeah, I know because we talked about it in the last and podcast we did before that you love food. You, if you go on and on his Instagram profile, you see him and you see food. So is food something you do for work or is it like a passion that you eat? Actually, I love food just in general. <laughs> yeah. I just. I just believe food is one of those things, mundane things in life that people take for granted. Mm -hmm. You you don't appreciate the beauty in food. Yeah. You just see it as food. Yes. Yeah, like people take a look at clothing, like oh that's nice. Yeah. But they don't look at a plate of food and it's like that's nice. Just like it's food. Well, if you're a cook or you're like some, exactly like if you're a chef, chef. or like. Anyone studying the culinary field, yeah. you can understand like flavor profiles, like visual presentation, yeah. how nice someone needs to make a plate of food. And also I like food because it's one of these few opportunities that you can sit at around the table, even with someone you don't like uh -huh. and have a nice conversation. Yeah, you can. You can't really have something bad happen at a table unless you're like on a really bad date. Yeah. And you just want to get out there. <laughs> okay. But when you have good food with good company, it's just a warm feeling yeah, for everyone. Yeah, you feel great. And the exactly. Food is, the food tastes great also. Exactly. And on top of that, shooting food doesn't require me to communicate with someone. Okay. I can, I don't, food doesn't talk back to me, so I'm good with that. <laughs> so you, when you take your photos of food, you, we talk about it, but you place it in a nice way and everything. Yes, I have to do a bit of uh, food styling. Okay. We call it just place the garnishes, mm -hmm. you know, maybe add some oil on um, food that looks a bit dry. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because trying to take a picture for like 20 minutes 
the meat sometimes they go dry. Yeah. They suck up all the oil and they look very dry. So you just paint with a paint the food. Yeah, you paint the food with oil <laughs> I, uh, and okay. sometimes fruit, vegetables, uh, the moisture. Yeah. You just take a spray bottle of water, just spray on it, just to have these little droplets okay. to add condensation. You can do that with glass too, where you can add spray bottle to help with the condensation to make it seem like the bottle is cold. Okay. The glass is cold, but it's actually not. So you try to um, modify, modify a little exactly. bit, and then after in the editing too, you modify it. It's the, mostly practical, practical, not on the edit part okay. because the edit part takes way too long, and I don't like touching Photoshop that much. Okay. So I mostly focus on the practical side because the practical side I can do it in four seconds. In Photoshop, I have to like mask everything. It takes I, me like another. It takes me like a long, long, time. long okay. to do it. And so your business, we talked about your business, you're a photographer, but also you do, I think you do marketing, is that right? I especially, yes, we do not marketing per se, we do branding. Yes. So basically just take a company brand yeah. who they don't know what direction they want to go yeah. and then we branch it out in a certain way Okay. to make it to revive their brand, hence why we're called Renaissance. What's what the, what the name, sorry, about the company? Renaissance. Renaissance, yes. So um, so how do you head those companies to... Uh, so having... we have, basically, I'm the creative director, so I'm the one in charge of doing all the visuals. Yeah. So I take their brand image and turn them into visual content, okay. so videos, photos. And then I also have my SEO girl who is in charge of basically the marketing i mean if i put it in better terms so i'm the creative director come up with the vision yeah i have my website girl and ui girl nat she takes care of designing the website creating maybe redoing the logo yeah. doing all the colors and everything okay. that we need and then once we're done with the creative part Sally, she's a social media one yes she takes all of that and then markets it so that everyone can see it so you have a team like four people? Four or five people, yeah. So is that a business that you started with them? Yes, it was, it's been maybe a month or two a now. A month or two. And it's going pretty well. It's Congrats. working well. We're, we're working really well together. Okay. So because you think like companies, they need help, especially because they're not adapting to social media. <clears throat> Yes, a lot of companies are very backwards in okay. terms of marketing. Yeah. They think posting, they're paying $10,000 to post their ads on a billboard will bring them more leads mm -hmm. than using, I don't know, um, chat, chat yeah. box. Chat box, yeah. Yeah, you can spend $10,000 in chat box and get yourself a crazy return ROI. Yes. But you're not going to get a lot of ROI sticking your... For example, clothing company on like a billboard. What do you think they're still doing that? Sorry? What, what do you think they're still doing that? Because they, they don't want to change their way. They don't want to adapt to okay. the new. And unfortunately, it's kind of a medium that's a bit on the down, mm -hmm. like downslide. Yeah. It's going downhill pretty quickly. And I feel a lot of these companies, because they've been stuck with that mentality that marketing is made that way yes they need help rebranding mm. so a lot of these com a lot of companies you know them for a reason okay if i tell you the bay you know them because of bay days yeah. and for yes sales 
sales, yeah. That's not a great image to have for no. your brand image. Okay. If you say Supreme, you think of skater brand, you think of red, you yeah. think of the BOGO, you think of some the resale market, something that's prestigious. If you own a something Supreme, someone will either call you a hype piece or be like, oh, that's cool. Yes, yes. That's a good brand, brand image to have. Okay. So we try to fix up their things, make it look more modern, and then try to market it to the modern society, okay. not the old school society. So you work with the fashion brands mostly? I do. We worked with a... F we don't work that much with fashion brands. We try to aim for like bigger fish. Okay, bigger fish. Meaning? Like uh, any development companies. Okay. Uh, real estate companies. Real estate, okay. We can have like very profitable business. Yes. That's mostly it. A lot of fashion brands, they already have their image out there. Yeah, they have their brand already. They already have their brand. They just need help marketing it. Mm -hmm. You just can go to like an agency, pay them like $2,000 a month, and they're going to do yeah. your postings and content. But we want to have, we want to build a company from scratch. Like okay. have an idea, transform that idea in an image, and then market it to people. So doing branding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, good. Um, listen. I'm just gonna talk about um, something else. Yeah. Because I saw that you do a lot of collaboration with John Monson School of Business. Of business yes. And CASA, which is the nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. Because you used to study at John Monson. No, I was in. I was. Uh, I was a comp sci student, computer okay. science. So okay. I wasn't in John Monson. Ah, you were a computer science student. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I was stuck in hall building. That okay. building needs to be torn down. <laughs> okay. Good. So what makes you, um, computer science, you want to do what, like uh, programming? I actually hated programming. I'm just, I was just in school because my dad told me to do so. Mm. I actually didn't want to go to school. I remember leaving high school wanting to join the military. For real? <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, I was looking through stuff and I wanted the easy way out. So I saw the military and I was looking through all their stuff yeah. and I really liked kind of the science background. I love physics. Physics yeah. was my thing. Okay. I wanted to either go join the military and go into the trauma core. Yeah. And be work on like trauma and you know, people get their legs blown out okay. and I just okay. stitch them back together. Okay. Just guaranteed seventy thousand dollars a year, yeah. government benefits, pension, yeah. everything that's set for life. Just need to do like seven years of service and stuff like that. Okay. And then eventually I started leaning more towards business. Business. I really like business. And then you know, I had those moments where like, hey, I could going to computer science, yeah. I could, you know, be like my dad. But as I went on, I realized I'm not like my dad. Yeah. I'm more of a creative. And I started picking up photography and started making money. Okay. Like that's interesting. I, I didn't expect to make money off of photography. This is actually really interesting. It is. And I wanted to go more, you know, social media, stuff like that. Okay. And then I'm a photographer, so might as well just drop out of school and but focus did, did more. Did you graduate? No. Nope. I dropped out in my second or second year, yeah. Okay. And I just forgot to sign up for school ever since then. So what what your parents, especially your dad, what did what did he say? He didn't know until two years and a half later. Oh my god! <laughs> until he decided to call the school up and say, "Hey, why am I not paying my school's my kids' tuition?" <laughs> and school like, "Well, your son hasn't been enrolled for two and a half years." And then, damn. And bad news. 
Yeah, I got my ass whooped. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, not really. He was just really disappointed that I lied to him. Okay. Yeah, it's an Asian thing. Yeah, when Vietnamese, from Vietnam, huh? Yes, I'm Vietnamese. So, does he like what you do right now? Does he understand what you do photography? When you say, I make money, that, or like... To be honest, I th he's not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. I, I can see it how he looks at me at times mm -hmm. he just he's like you know how you look at something and you're like oh that's cute oh, yeah. like a, a like a hobby it's more like you know me working in photography it's like someone looking at a monkey on a bicycle and mm -hmm. going like oh that's cute yeah. but you know should do something else yeah like what do you actually do mm -hmm. um so i'm trying to change that mindset of my parents but then I realized that my parents only want one thing about me is that I don't, I do well for myself yeah. and I have enough money to sustain myself. Yes. And working so hard, my dad says, you know, you shouldn't be working that hard to make that much amount of money. And I was like, dad, it's because it's a foundation. Yes. You got to work hard at the beginning so then you can relax when you grow up, when, when you're in the industry. Mm. Uh, my dad doesn't understand that he has a very classic mindset where you know get a job gotcha. you work somewhere for 10 years then you get promoted eventually you get good at your position you get another job yeah. and then eventually you become CEO board of directors yeah. whatever and then you can call yourself a CEO just relax retire by 50 buy yourself a nice house kids well it doesn't happen that often that too also nope no so well, well, this is the case with the <clears throat> immigrants I'm, I'm i'm not from here too. yeah my mom is the same you get a job like okay mm -hmm. podcasting is cute let's say yeah exactly uh, but uh, you making money so yeah. at least you have that on your side for those that don't make money or they're putting in the work but they don't what, you, what can you say to them? Should they really take a look why you're not making money or should you go back to school? What? I, to be honest, I have this very, I have this big mentality that I'm very against. Like, I don't like authority figures. Yeah. I don't like people who think you should do this because I'm better. Mm -hmm. So where they say that school is obligatory, should be obligatory for everyone especially if you want to find a job i don't i don't think that that's right yeah and you know if you're somewhere and you don't know what to do by all means go to school okay i encourage people to go to school and one thing i loved about school was the discipline that you learn like giving stuff on time and just learning stuff. I love learning. Yeah. I just hated exams okay. with a passion. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to... I hated exams so badly. I was so good at some subjects. And when I went to the exams, I just bombed the test because it wasn't in the study material. Okay. But <clears throat> one important thing I've heard in a podcast, in a show or a podcast, yeah. is someone was asking a bunch of Urban X people where, why they don't wear safety harnessed. Mm -hmm. Uh, when they climb up buildings and the okay. uh, urban x guy says it's because if you wear a safe a safety harness you know you're gonna fail yeah and you're expecting something to catch you yeah but if you don't fail don't wear one you know you have to succeed because you die if you fall off the yeah, building. yeah you have your your back on the wall yeah. Can, yeah so 
there's two schools of thought. I personally work better when I'm pushed against, when I'm pushed in the corner yes. and I have to fight back. And I feel like having a backup plan just makes me go feel lazy. Yeah. Me not having a backup plan now makes it so that I want to push harder. I want to be stronger. I want to succeed in what I do. Yes. Because I have no other things to look after if I fail. Okay. So you don't have any plan B. I don't have plan B. Okay. I always tell people have a contingency plan, but I don't have a contingency <laughs> plan for my life. Okay. So you're going all in and what you I'm do going all in in everything I'm putting all my time, all my effort. I want this to succeed. But I, I we can I can see it, Danny, you the way you rest because this takes discipline, especially mm -hmm. wearing this every day. The way you post your, your pictures on on Instagram, they all went arrested. So we talk about the pressure. Do you think there's a lot of pressure that you put in yourself, like to try to <clears throat> to succeed? Especially you like you're gonna turn 24 soon. I'm turning 24 next month, actually. Yeah, yeah, next month. So do you think you you put yourself a lot of pressure? I do put a lot of pressure on me, mm -hmm. but I think the pressure is overweight by the benefits I get from it where you know I I put so much pressure on me and I want to be better but then I have a lot of people coming up to me and saying dude like you're amazing like I wish I was in your position I mm -hmm. wish I could be doing this and that yeah and yeah like I look up to you so much and you're like an amazing person and I was like wow okay so all that time me being hard on myself I actually paid off yeah it does And having that taste of success makes you want to taste it even more. Mm -hmm. It's like taking a bite from a good dish of food. You just want more of it. <laughs> I, I remember you, you told me you like to you like chicken nuggets. Oh yeah, that yeah, was actually nuggets. that was actually a running joke on my Instagram. <laughs> like I posted once about it, and mm -hmm. someone found it so funny. I just kept posting about it. I actually don't like chicken nuggets no, that much. No? Okay. I just made fun of it because. A lot of my followers know back in the days yeah. knew me for the chicken nugget captions. Yeah, yeah chicken nugget captions. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just a running joke. And eventually, as it died down, I ate it, ate more at Ganadera than McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And I started making more jokes about seafood ramen, and I ate there so often that people called me seafood ramyeon. Now, now you're into uh, bubble tea, huh? Not that much, to be honest. No, not that much. No, I just post bubble tea because it's convenient to me. <laughs> It looks good also. Hey, sometimes it looks good, yeah. yeah. Hey, cool. Um, listen, before we finish the podcast, I just want um, to let people know where they can contact you. So you guys can contact me by email, mm -hmm. danny at regimentofkings.com. Yes. You guys can also send me a direct message on Facebook, Instagram. I like to answer any questions. Okay. And uh, that's pretty much it. I don't only give out my phone numbers to business people <laughs> no. and my dates. <laughs> Sorry. DM him on Instagram also. You can DM me. I am glad to take any questions. I love answering questions. Good. So we are going to put uh, all the links on the description. And what well, Facebook is just uh, stop the live. I don't know what happened with my phone. Anyways, we have all the complete uh, video on, on, uh, on, on the phone here. And um, I just want to finish with the state of social media. Uh, you came to the panel, um, Influencers Night Fashion Influencers, and I, I really like what you said about uh, all this. Uh, we, won't, we won't go into details, mm -hmm. but um, right now in 2019, 
like 10, 2020, there's two platforms that have a lot of organic reach, which is LinkedIn and TikTok. What do you think about it? I do feel like they're excellent platform to yeah. be part of. LinkedIn, just because you can get a lot of the professional contacts yes. that you can't access from Instagram, Facebook per se. Mm -hmm. You can meet so many very talented people on LinkedIn. Yes. Uh, like you look at their profile, like, Jesus, okay, this guy went like, three master's degree. Okay, cool. <laughs> but TikTok, I feel like it's just the layout of TikTok is so nice. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's nice, but it's just so convenient. Yeah. And it's also the fact that TikTok has a 100% engagement rate where you don't choose your photos. Okay. Uh, you don't choose what you look. Right. You just stumble across them. So everyone who stumbles across your video, it's a view. Okay, even if you don't, uh, if you don't look it completely, you... It's a view, exactly. Okay. So you always have people viewing your content. You're not on Instagram where you look through a feed and then, oh, this picture is nice, click on it. Uh, this is like, you scroll, scroll back, look at the video, rewind it a second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, I'm a like this, it, I'm a follow this. There's more action. There's more, just the engagement, the engagement. is also so much better. And the content, it's types of content that can go viral. Viral. The vi what we call that virality? Virality, yeah, virality. Of the content on TikTok is nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, you can yeah. post the dumbest thing on TikTok, like you slipping on the toast. <laughs> and if that thing picks up and hashtag slip a toast, like yeah. it, it, you blow up, you're like the original. And on top of that, the best thing about these things is all the hashtag. If you click on them, you scroll all the way back up, uh -huh. you can find the original poster of that video. And the original poster of that video always gets more views. You can, oh yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, you, can, uh, you can put the hashtags or oh, even the music. The music, exactly, the, music the original can, person. Uh, yeah, the original first one and, you, oh, and that is the first one that have careers on the Yeah, track. I think it's actually the music, not the hashtag. The music, but yeah, the music. That's why like these, it's so easy to get viral on there. I remember I posted a video of me opening a bottle of soju. It got, what, 200,000 views? I used to you in TikTok. I used to be on TikTok. I don't have time anymore. But how many posts do you have, you know? Oh, Jesus. Like three, four, five? 12 to what? 15? I don't know. I've lost track. Like, did you create directly on TikTok or do you save your stories? I used, to, I used to edit on premiere and yeah. then send them to TikTok. Okay. And then I realized that is such a pain. Yeah. So I just did the video directly on TikTok directly. and it got a lot more views. Yeah, yeah, you don't have it out when yeah. you directly. But I post, that video went crazy viral. It, I think in two weeks, I gained like 2,000 followers. Oh yeah, on TikTok? Yeah, I, I, did, I did a month of TikTok and by the end of a month or two, I was at 2,400 followers. What well, here, I can't, that broke. Same as Instagram? Yeah, no, 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 but don't look at it. It's really bad. <laughs> but I have a friend of mine. Yeah. He started TikTok maybe four or five months ago, yeah. and now he's probably at 400K. Well, yeah. He's, uh, he's getting viral. It's nuts. What does he post? Uh, more emotional, emotional stuff, stuff, dealing, pertaining family, single mm -hmm. mothers, okay. stuff that hits people in the feels. So, uh, uh, like, serious stuff can be also good on TikTok. But you have to adapt. Exactly. You have to adapt to the audience. Okay. A lot of people use TikTok because it's convenient. Mm -hmm. But also like the demographic of TikTok is so 
wild yeah where there's like very young kids and very old people yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no like in the middle there is not yet you walk up to an you walk up to a 23 year old nowadays like hey bro you have tiktok and they're gonna laugh at you <laughs> but then you go see like a 16 year old it's like hey you have a tiktok yeah go follow me and you, you look into 1.2 million like, okay yeah but what's happening is that we are seeing a lot of 20 up starting to uh, having tiktoks Yes, exactly. Because of it's friends. Because of friends yes. and because just you can get so viral. People are making a case for it. It's like, mm. dude, make a TikTok. It's going to go viral. Mm. And people want that vir- virality. Jesus, such a hard word to say. Yeah. But the thing with TikTok is on, it's owned by a Chinese company. Yes. Mm. They uh, it, actually they bought Musical.ly. Yeah. But it used to be Musical.ly, yeah. and then they bought it, made it TikTok. But the thing, the funny thing is that it reminds me a lot about Vines, and Vines, you could yeah. go, like, very viral on it. Yeah, yeah, I remember Vines, but they disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Think this that TikTok will stay, or will it Oh, yeah, definitely. It's going to stay at this rate. At this rate, At this rate, they're going to, I think, jump on the bandwagon and try to, like, mm-hmm. make yourself popular before they start monetizing the crap out of it. Yeah, they, I see ads now when you go on TikTok, see some ads from, from them and from companies, too. So. Yeah, exactly. So you got you to gotta move jump on these growing platform don't focus all your attention on it yeah, yeah. for sure because yes it's good to have the numbers but can we monetize that probably not mm-hmm. it's hard to monetize on on tiktok the only things you can do is maybe have a few sponsor wear some clothing so they pay you externally yeah, or do the lives where people can donate for you oh yeah they do that yep some people just stay on lives just to beg for money the entire day, but they make a lot of money doing that. They ask the followers to give money? Yeah, they're like, hey, click that heart, click that heart. And then people is like, yeah, donate money and I'll like, I'll like do some dance some for you. Stuff. And then, and it's not even money. I think it's candies or something like that. And so you buy a bunch of packs so yeah. kids don't realize it's actually money. And then you just like donate a candy and then they're like, oh shit, okay. Okay, I have to look at that candy. So it's like... I don't know, it's like a gift or... I, I haven't looked into details, but you donate an object. You don't donate a monetary value. And from what my friend said is that monetary, that gift doesn't, is translated to how big of an impact you put the TikTok. So if you're maybe a thousand followers or something like that, uh, okay. not a lot of video, that gift can be worth $5. But if you're a million followers, blah, 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 that gift can be worth a hundred bucks. People, where do people buy those gifts? On TikTok? Yeah, it's, I think uh, they can buy it directly like on TikTok. On, online gift that they send it to Yeah, them. it's like Twitch. Uh, it's not like Twitch where Twitch you actually donate money, yeah. but imagine if you buy for $50, you can get 50 gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the kid's like, buys 50 gifts, and then the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah give me like, give me like gifts. And then the kid <laughs> just sends 50 gifts uh, without realizing he just gave away 50 bucks. Because okay. 50 bucks uh, easy to see you give away. But 50 gifts. Okay. Yeah. So they, they pay for those gifts. Yeah, exactly. People pay, oh my God, all right. So Yeah, that's another way of monetizing it. TikTok is collecting credit card data too. You know, they have the numbers. But you have to put your credit card to buy the gift. Probably. Probably. Well, um, um, just finish, man. Instagram, what's happening with Instagram? The, the, the organic reach is going down. Organic reach is going down because they want to prioritize probably the money yeah. part. I feel it's kind of sad, but, you know, that's the world. 
Instead of saying what's wrong with Instagram, I think the better question to ask is what's wrong with us? Yes. Yes. Why am I not booming? Why am I not growing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Instead of, hey, Instagram. It's like, don't hate the game. Just, just play along with just it. Just play along with it. Yeah. You know, every time something comes out, someone's going to boom from it. And then people are going to follow suit. But those people that grew first, it's because they found the loophole. They yeah. found how to play with the game. Yeah. They didn't complain. Mm. It's just learn to play with it and then get better everything changes in life yeah everything changes but you just have to adapt yourself to it hey and i think that's the best way to look at it yeah is yes instagram's algorithm is not going to be as make you as visible as the 2016 one yeah or the 2015 one but you got to work harder to get where you are because i know a lot of my friends who are like very big fashion influencers they work their asses off to make themselves seen in the content in the... the content in everything and just because you post one picture a day and it's like a random picture you took with your phone you're not going to be different than all the other million people that gonna be posting the same thing yeah from their phone at the same time okay you have to make yourself different you have to be consistent you have to help out grow a local community so then they can share your post they can share everything they can help you out instead of relying on a computer to make yourself visible. Yeah, you build your community and then you can also, if you went on TikTok, you can also ask him to follow you on TikTok. You That's kind of harder to link. To, like like uh, most people that are on TikTok stay on TikTok. Yeah. They don't like to go out of TikTok unless they want to like message someone. Yeah. But yeah, like my friend has 600K on uh, TikTok, uh, 400K. So he stays. But on Instagram, he's still like, few 500 followers oh wow so yeah it just shows you the disparity <laughs> all right hey danny uh thank you so much for being part of this uh, third episode of Impress all right Me. and i really appreciate it. i think we have a lot to talk and yeah we we pass we pass uh, we talk about all this stuff and really appreciate your time appreciate the people that are watching the podcast and listen to the podcast and when for the Facebook live no worries we will put the video on the Facebook on the Facebook page thank you Danny thank you so much for appreciate. having me and see ya subscribe to the channel yeah you guys have to take care